trigger warning for self-harm, suicide, divorce and general mental health issues. You know, we could get you singing lessons if you wanted to learn to sing. Stop doing that. Doing what? Offering to pay for something when I know you don't have the money. Hi and welcome to a currently unnamed film podcast. I'm Jessica. I'm Hanma. I'm Space. And this week we watched After Sun. I'm quite excited to do that intro. I feel like I haven't done it in a really long time. Yeah. It's been like four weeks, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. And last time we had the film sock one, didn't we? Was that the last one? I don't think that was the last one. What was the last one? Didn't we do um, really good Dead Poets Society? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't had to not introduce a guest for a while. Yeah, it's yeah. just us. We're not going to have any more guests on the show, by the way. That Oh, my God. Every time we have a guest, like, a part of me dies inside. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I hate There's not much left. guests. <laughs> you invite them. <laughs> there must not be much of you left. <laughs> They're not going to die every time. No, no, no. I won't stop until every student in Wellington College has been a guest on the Currently Unnamed Film podcast. That's going to take a while, and you have, like, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. That's why it's my new goal. Okay, this week, <laughs> talking about movies now, uh, we watched After Sun, which many people consider to be one of the best movies of last year. I was interested to see what Stace would think of it in particular, because it's a much slower movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're wondering if my TikTok attention span could, could, could survive. I was diagnosing it as ADHD, but you can call it a TikTok <laughs> attention span if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's ADHD and there's TikTok attention span. And, and you combine both. Uh, no, 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 no. They're, they're two separate, um, two separate things. The Not t- in your case. No. <laughs> okay, okay. I was trying to protect you, Hadma, but fine. Hadma's the one who accused me of having TikTok attention span <laughs> all the time when we're watching. <laughs> Please tell me you didn't watch it on two times. Um. Well, yeah. We we had to. Do, um, <laughs> no, well, no, 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 um, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> We actually watched it on, on normal speed. Yeah, the entire time. But we had to skip the three-minute cigarette scenes. That was... No, no, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, the three-minute cigarette scene. That one was, like, kind of boring, but even so, it wasn't bad because it was really pretty. Um, and the other, the other... The other ones I wouldn't have minded not skipping, like the ones where um, Sophie's just, like, lying down for ten minutes or whatever, I actually wouldn't have minded... Like watching it the entire way through, but we were time we we started watching late, so okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, we're supposed to be summarizing the movie. <laughs> no, we don't have um, to. Remember, we were we were talking about that, right? Yeah, I'll Summaries do a brief for the week. Okay, synopsis. Okay. Um, adult Sophie is looking back on her life and her last time she spent with her dad on holiday. Um, you're looking at each other like it's not what you got out of this. <laughs> um. And it's her reflecting on a relationship with her dad and his mental health issues and how that affects their relationship in this week-long holiday. Yeah. It's quite a vibey movie. Not much of, like, a plot. Yeah. Yeah. So... Nice, thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, So, what did you think? Uh, I thought thought it was really pretty. Um, I thought it was nice. Um, I liked the characters. Um, I, I couldn't stand the constant Toy Story references. They were so distracting. Um, <laughs> what? But apart from that. Elaborate, what? But apart from that, it was. <laughs> no, 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 what? What are you talking about? Um, um, yeah, but, but like more generally. <laughs> 
over it. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm just being silly. Um, I, nonsense. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, no, it was nice. Um, I liked it. Wait, so were you kidding about this? Yeah, no, no. It was, yeah. Great. What a weird reference <laughs> to throw in. Hanma? Uh, that's, that's what I kept saying. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a Toy Story reference? Another one. Another one. Another we get, one. We get it, director. You've seen Toy Story. We get it, um, Charlotte Wells. You've seen. Is that her name? I don't know. We get it, in Charlotte Wells. We've seen. You've seen Toy Story. Well done. God. I thought it was quite nice that they uh, that they filmed that they shot it on film and everything. Um, the the story was pretty cool. I thought it was a good way of representing like the dad's depression and stuff um the uh the way that the dad was separated from the mum when they were uh divorced but still said love you to each other was really weird i don't think that's weird well like they're a family unit like there's a different type of love like they may not be married but there's still like love there within yeah Je- jess a has a has a printout of the script and she's reading from it <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no! I don't have a print out of the script, but um, no. But like the idea that he appreciates her as part of the family unit, and also for being Sophie's mother, like there's still a form of love there. And the fact that they married in the first place kind of shows that, like, there was always a love there. That, like, even if you get a divorce, that doesn't just fade. Uh, well, I'd say in most cases it almost always does. Um, but it's more like uh, I don't know. To me, that that it was just like an interesting um detail to add to the story and it made it uh it felt more like rather than her parents being separated and and hating each other or just like you know having to communicate because they need to help their daughter grow up it was it was almost like they were in like um an open marriage which is which is quite interesting because like a lot of the time it'd be easy for the whole film to go into like oh i'm so sad because my parents got divorced for um for sophie uh but it, but it was it was it was a cool detail to have, um, and and it also made the uh, it made the the dad's whole depression a bit more nuanced. Which I like. Wait, but they haven't seen each other in years in person. Callum and dad and Sophie, or wife um, dad and, and mum. Oh uh, yeah. So I don't think it recounts as an open marriage. I think it was more. It also it almost gave the impression that the reason they had split up was because of his mental health issues. Wait, in a sense. Wait, how on earth do we know that? That they haven't seen each other in ages because he lives in a different country. He oh, hasn't been did, back did you to know Scotland. And... No, no. Well, so I thought they he was. It. I thought he was Irish. Okay, I was reading the TV tropes half an hour ago, and it was like <laughs> he was. He was like, no, the actors from Ireland. Yeah, Sophie lives in Scotland, and he talks about living in Scotland. Yeah, no, yeah. It said the actor was Irish, and so it says the Scottish accent he was putting on during the film was fake. And I was like, what Scottish accent? I thought <laughs> they were Irish. No, he didn't. Or he like was he wasn't good. doing a good enough job of it. If <laughs> Really? I thought it was a really good Scottish accent. Where did you think they were from? Uh, I thought they were Scottish. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I thought they were completely Irish. Okay. They say they're from Scotland. Yeah. It's <clears throat> um in a way that was very intelligible. <laughs> With the word Scotland. Uh, no, they talk about living in Edinburgh, but I know I thought they were, I thought they were Scottish from their voices anyway. Uh, the child is Scottish, and they're from Turk. Uh, and they visit Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. Oh, it's really close to saying Turkland. <laughs> <laughs> Turkland? 
Yeah. His face is tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working today. I actually slept, like, I, it was really comfortable to sleep, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tell us more about your sleep. I'm really interested. Uh, I had a dream. Uh, the, the <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, boom. Our one listener <laughs> turns off the feed. Oh my um, God, I was, I was reading a comic the other day. There was this one quote, which is like, it's really boring listening to other people's dreams. And they literally cut off this entire like dream sequence with like the character being like, I don't want to hear it. Well, dream, dream sequences in shows are cool because you get to see the stuff. I know, but it was in a comic and Peter was telling MJ like, here's my dream. She was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear your dream. No, you have to, but, but unless it's, it's relevant to, um, to a person. Well, your dreams are always relevant because you're subconscious. Oh, you're, you're a person who thinks that dreams have meaning. Well, not that they have meaning, but like they're, it's your brain processing what you've seen during the day in your life. So it's always going to have a connection to what's going on about, around you. So it's always going to have meaning to the specific person. Why do you assume that the brain uses stuff from your life to generate it? Because that's the scientific ex- explanation for dreams. We don't know where dreams come from. Yes, we do. No, dreams are a mystery. They're one of the mysteries to science. They're not? <laughs> yeah, they are. We don't know what dreams are. Yeah, there's no evidence for any... I thought the most popular theory was... And also they... they... Yeah, theory. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. For the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> okay, well that doesn't mean all... That? Okay, yeah, but there's a, there's a spectrum of like Big Bang Theory or Theory of Evolution and like I have a theory that this morning they got the bacon from no, life slaughtering Conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, they have brain scans of people sleeping and stuff. Like, it's your subconscious that is, like, active during... Like, there is evidence to support it. That Wait, that it's the subconscious as opposed to, like, nothing. I, all I'm saying, I, my understanding of the current scientific scope of sleep and dreams is that we still don't know why human beings sleep at all. And it's a huge mystery because how could, like, evolution possibly justify us being defenseless and unconscious for a third of the day? And that we don't know... What, what dreams are and why they happen um i don't know i don't know if we know um like how physically they happen in the brain like scientifically but i'm pretty sure we don't know why like why we would ever evolve to dream no i think the most popular theory that they have evidence for is that it's your subconscious processing and storing memories which is why you have to which is why like it's important to get sleep to retain like knowledge like you're supposed to sleep a lot before exams not pull all-nighters because studies. Uh, I, I averaged extremely little sleep before each of my end of years last, um, last thank year. Thank you for the revision podcast with Space and Jessica. <laughs> and um, Hanra, how <laughs> dare you? say anything? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He said, he said that conspiracy theorists. Okay, featuring Hanra. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh okay, back to After Sun. <laughs> Do you have nothing to say? Nothing. <laughs> As Jess likes it, apparently. <laughs> it was just me and Space arguing. No, no, it wasn't. I'm, I'm, I'll take some of your, some of the stuff that you've said and it's splice it into the conversations that Jess is counterfactually wrong. You're going to splice out all of my dialogue and then just put the ending. <laughs> it's just Amber and you having a conversation and then me saying that Amber didn't speak. I'll be like, I'm pretty sure the evidence for sleep is and then Amber, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just have a good, I think that's true. I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> just like get close of Amber going, yes, yes. Hype <laughs> man. Anyway, speaking of sleeping. <laughs> 
after sun that has that scene where they sleep. Yes, it does. I thought that was um in real time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought that was a really interesting. I think the there's very I forgot what it's called. It's there's like a word when like light imagery is used in art. Uh, not pathetic fallacy. No, wait. Um, you talk. I want to Google it. Dark and light tones. Um. The still can you image cut this out of Callum this? lying on his bed asleep <laughs> represents his inner thoughts. You can see by the way his arms are positioned. The entire ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I, I think. I think what happens. I don't think it's anything complicated to do with light. They had a budget. Oh. Like Charlotte Wells had to have an hour and forty minute film, and so you know, you okay. just edit less. You know, the, the, the whole. If I had more time, I would have written a short, a shorter letter thing. It's called chiaroscuro, um, which basically. You've said that before. I have said that before. I forgot the word. Um, it's basically just how light is used in artwork and i thought it was very interesting that so much of the early stages of this film are spent in dark um and the idea that it almost feels relentless like the daylight is a break from this kind of depression that he's living in and so whenever you get to see daylight within the film it also feels like a reprieve for the audience like you're living with them in the darkness these quiet moments where they're just meditating on nothing and he's smoking or sophie's watching him like just lying awake at night is what she remembers most or what they remember most from their lives and these little like moments of happiness don't feel like the overwhelming feeling for Callum like it's when it's just like this fog of depression and then you get these little sparks but you're always trying to reach from them so whenever you got to the daylight kind of half of the movie you kept on feeling like you were just waiting to return to that darkness which he does at the end of the movie when he walks back through the hallway and also when he goes into the sea because you can't actually see the ocean. It's just pure blackness. Oh, wait. Was that like when that shot where he was like walking just like purely into darkness and then you pan down and it's the beach? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was my favorite in the film. Yeah. So I think it is poignant how slow the first bit of the movie is just so we get in his headspace. And then also what sections of the movie are in light and dark. And I guess also the quality of film where it gives everything like that yellow hue and there are light bleedings. And um, behind it, idea that light is what sets both film and this memory apart from others. Space looks but, very but there aren't any other. What would you mean, this memory apart from others? There's only one set of memories. What? Um, well, this moment in time for her compared to the the current day that we're shown. Oh yeah. Um, where it's color graded differently. And no more than a single, like half frame of things shown to us at the time. That's oh, a that's an efficient the... way of, of showing that of showing different time periods. Apparently, it was really hard to make that scene. Really, they had to like try out a bunch of different ways to try and get the strobe thingy to work right on the shot. If they're doing it on film, does that mean you can't edit in Premiere Pro? You just download the film. Well, you ha- you have to scan it you scan before it you download you it. Copy. But it takes quite a a while, and it's pretty expensive. But um, I'd assume that they would they would do it. Um, the alternative cutting and yeah, like how they used to do, or you'd have to have a whole like room set up with all the equipment for editing it. Which do you think would be more expensive? Uh, the 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 room would be like more expensive in the short term, but like you only have to buy it once. Mm. Um, but I don't know because it was like the director's first film, and I don't know how like big of a studio they were working with, or if they like it was the BBC. 
Oh yeah, it was funded by the National Lottery. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. It was, it was, it was I was so like, funny. it was a bit jarring to see like British film studios and like film fundings being at the front of it. Cause I was like, oh yeah, those exist. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, ne- films. I've never heard of them before, except National Lottery, who I used to hear about all the time. Um, but then I changed my ways. Face <laughs> 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 <Jesus> a gambler. <laughs> um, no, but that's my light reading of it. I'm getting really into this movie. I think there's a lot to analyse in the way that it's put together. Mm. I think it's quite a dense movie. Wait, wait, sorry. I, I kind of pulled us off track of, of that film thingy. Um, so, okay, so you're saying it would be cheaper to have the room, like it would be more expensive to get the room once and then you have it for whatever. But do, do you think it's more likely that they scan it and put it in DaVinci Resolve? I think or... that's more likely. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. Also because the time expense it would take to edit together um, I mean, to be, to be fair, it was like three shots composing the entire <laughs> runtime. <laughs> That's true. That's, I, I feel like, yeah, those long shots happen when you're like about to go to bed and you've already done so much damn work. And so you just like cut less things. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. No, I, I like the shots. And I, I do wish um, like I had like budgeted better with time so that we could have like watched the shots longer. The, the long shot. Because we just like, couldn't, I was like, yeah, otherwise we would have yeah. fallen asleep by the end of the film. I will say, I think, I watched this with my mum, which I do with a lot of movies. Um, we took very different things away from this movie because she didn't like it very much. Mm. Um, she didn't like the long shots. She thought it was really slow. Uh, she didn't get what was going on. Oh, and interesting. she empathised more with the dad. Whereas at the end of the movie or even towards not the end of the movie at the end of the movie i started to sympathize with him again but in the middle of the movie i kind of hated him really and i sympath- i started crying about the situation sophie was in whoa um yeah <laughs> but how come no but just the idea that she's become the adult in the situation like she no i'll make an argument for this no 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 sorry i wasn't my jaw just hurt yeah <laughs> <laughs> He just starts gaping randomly. <laughs> um, no, but the idea that she, when he's mad, she has to come and apologize to him and like console his emotions rather than the other way around. Like she's kind of managing his emotions and his mental well being on top of her own and her struggles with like kind of going, coming into her own, like, I guess like sexually, but like with the crush. And then later on in the movie, there's a parallel between Sophie at the beginning. And the situation afterwards where she's putting clay on him and he's apologizing. And so in both situations, in the first situation, you're like, oh, um, Sophie's managing Callum's emotional well-being, but Callum's still acting like a dad a bit. Towards the end, she's completely taking care of him Mm. and the way that she's like putting the mud on his face and like caring for him and accepting his apology. And then that's that whole segment in the middle of the movie where Sophie's like wandering around the hotel by herself and like trying to engage in kind of fun and Callan just refuses um which is fair enough because like looking back I realized I know that depressive feeling but like being on the other end of that is like very horrific it, it's a bit dramatic but like there is a no, no. feeling to it which bit is that um the karaoke section oh what when she wants to go yeah. and oh yeah wait what would you yeah 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 exactly yeah that's sad and my mum said whilst you we were watching it oh, she's so confident, like, there's something to admire in that. 
and she stood up and she started to sing and you could just see it drain out of her as she continued mm. and the fact that she sat down and then he like uh like continued to almost ridicule her for it like the idea of like oh you should get singing lessons and there was something that she found joy in outside of like herself and just in her environment as a child and it's being stripped from her no only by like her own issues but from an adult near her who had mental health issues and it's also hinted at that like sophie is predetermined genetically to have depression um because she says after like that really long day um oh yeah i, remember. I mm. feel really low and her, this is like this almost like scared look on her dad's face yeah sorry <laughs> i'm getting emotional now no. it's like yeah no no I, I thought it was really sad um but i i was kind of surprised that the dad wouldn't like go up and sing with her um like i, I don't know if it would be more obvious in retrospect like watching the film um but he seemed to be like pretty down to do things with her and like the dancing she didn't want to go dancing but he did oh yeah yeah so is that just supposed to be like he's just having a bad day on that day i think he was having a bad day i think his he was there was like a performance to it the entire film he's like putting on this like the nightlife yeah, and like when fact, he's smoking when she's asleep. The fact that this uh. engagement is happening at night time also so like kind of social battery has kind of been drained and he's like back into the darkness, like uh. as well as their environment. Yeah, because he spends like when he gets back to his like his room at night, you you see you see those shots of him just watching the the videos from the day. Mm. Like in the darkness of his room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made a joke that like I can relate to that. <laughs> Not, not, no, not in the sad sense, which is like you have like a fun day, you go out and you just go home and you're like looking at the videos of the day. Yeah, but like you look back on them and you just wonder, like, was that me? Because like I can't imagine being that person right now. Oh. Um, this might be me projecting. <laughs> but like, and also like, dep- like a common symptom of depression is like not wanting to inter- um, yeah. interaction. You, you, um, so I think, yeah, also like, oh, um, Trigger wing to episode. Okay. Um going back in time. But there's um <laughs> there's a lot of suicidal imagery throughout the yeah. movie and a comment I didn't believe this, I think you can interpret it, it differently. Um, but a lot of people think that this is the last interaction Sophie has with her dad and he kills himself after this holiday. Yeah, it's said on all of the uh all actually on all of the articles about the film. Um, being Wikipedia and the one on the Kodak website, um, uh, that uh, that it like it goes into loads of detail about um <laughs> about this being like the the last time she she sees her dad, and it says like older Sophie looks back at the last time she saw her dad. Yeah, um, and yeah. we're like, I don't remember that happening. But they Spoilers. say nothing about like the whole um, it's supposed like her her like sexuality and stuff. Oh yeah, which seems like the main. But I, I'm I'm glad there was a spoiler about that though, because it was exciting seeing where that was going in real time. But I think what some people because there is a lot of suicidal imagery throughout him cutting his arm whilst trying to take his cast off. The fact that he makes like he buys the rug, it's a fight, like risky financial decision because he doesn't think he's going to see the consequences. Is it eight hundred and fifty pounds? The rug yes. is. Um. Then he also there's him standing on the balcony. And then yeah. sobbing is like the last time we kind of see him with any emotion, I guess. And then also the last shot, I saw that as him walking back into his depression. But a lot of people see that as 
him walking back into Sophie's memory. And that that's because it was the last. What, what do you mean? When he turns around, he walks through the door and he re-enters like kind of dark party room. Yeah, and the one that we've seen flashes of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people saw that as him walking into Sophie's memory. Of- I don't understand. Um, because this is Sophie reflecting back on it. Mm-hmm. That because she never saw him again, he never continued past that point. So she d- he just becomes a remnant of her mind. Um, for her to look back on, and those flashes of we've seen have been older Sophie dancing with Callum, so it's older Sophie kind of like looking back and like seeing the events and the emotions that come with that. I don't agree with that interpretation. Actually, I know it's the one that's used on all the summaries. I don't care if it was the authorial intent. You're you're waiting for it. <laughs> R- Roland Bart Bards. Baths. Baths. <laughs> Death of the author, but I... <laughs> <Check>. <laughs> I haven't said it in a while. No, you haven't. It's because um, we haven't had a podcast in a while. Somebody out there is, is looking at their currently on their bingo sheet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just... Like, that was not what I took away from the movie. And I think, like, there is a value to a movie like this being interpretive because my mum took something different away from it. I took something different away from it. I saw it as him. I always didn't think what happened after this movie. I was like, it doesn't matter. This the segment of the life that we're seeing and the art fails to exist out of this point in time. Mm. Like this movie felt so much like a segment of someone's life that, in the same way that like traumatic events, they're kind of categorized as something that doesn't fit into your timeline of your life. How so? Like the definition of trauma is that you can't like fit it into your own timelines but it exists separate to it and so it always impacts you no matter what like you can't fit it into your own storyline okay so it's it's not canon like not canonized it's not in chrono like chrono like in your chronology okay it's kind of confusing there are like better ways to put it um i can't remember them right now um my point <laughs> uh death of the author <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't um, joking <laughs> no but like the point, no, the point that this movie isn't in a timeline and it's it sits separately as a traumatic event to this older Sophie, and then no matter what comes before or after this holiday, doesn't necessarily fit into a. I gotta say, I really like Sophie, and I wouldn't mind seeing like more of her character. It's kind of like how at the end of Legally Blonde, I was like, man, I'm gonna miss Elwood's. Enjoyed following her foot. <laughs> Fan fiction. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I don't know. I like Sophie. You know, she was, she was cool. I really like the bits when, when, uh, when you hear her just like waffling into the camera. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Sweet. That was really cute. It's really adorable. Mm. Um, what did you think of um boy? Boy. Boy, boy was creepy. Oh my god! You think? That, oh my god! Remember when boy like grabbed her? Yeah. and was like LMAO JK. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wait, you mean like the boy she kisses? Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> the boy named Future Case. I think the um twelve eight year old? How old are they? How old? Oh yeah, it's her, her birthday. Um yeah, I think he's just an eleven year old boy. They're a bit boisterous. You think so? They do that. Okay. Yeah, because nothing, nothing else in the movie like necessarily hinted that. Like There's a bit when he was teaching her like the self defense thingy when he was like 
twist my arms around. And that shake. was that was Dad. That was Callum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Movement is seem is his coping mechanism. So I think he's trying to like pass that on to her. Like that's his happy place. Oh, 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 that's sweet. Is that yeah? Okay, okay. So I'll I'll get to like my like a couple last thing I wanted to mention, and then we'll have to and wrap up in a little bit. Um, I yeah I. I, I enjoyed the movie overall. I like definitely didn't mind that it was slow. And it was like really pretty, really nice. And I liked the characters. Um, and I, I enjoyed just seeing them hang around on the vacation. And I wouldn't have minded if it just kept going on like that. It was, it was really nice. It was a nice movie. Um, and I enjoyed like the small fragments. Like, like when like, the divorced parents said like, I love you on the phone to each other. I was like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. And then later when like it was addressed, I was like, wow, like that's so cool. Um, like just like interesting fragments of stuff going on, and then like the characters answering intro questions, we get to find out like the interesting answers, um, and and I liked seeing all the stuff with the teenagers. Um, yeah, yeah, they were cool. What did you think of of the teenagers? I thought I thought I liked that dynamic between her and the teenagers when, like, you can tell that she's kind of scared about them being like cool and older, um, but also. She's she's quite like um, uh, anxious to grow up. If you know what I mean, like she wants to. There's a bit where she wants to put on her own sun cream. Yeah, um, and uh, and like the the teenagers are representing like um, you know what she's like thinking that she's gonna have to become, um, and also like showing her like where to go from from where she is now. Uh, uh, but they're also like. Um, you know, like, uh, like, all kissing each other and like drinking and stuff. So she's like, a little bit like, you know, so you can see that she's like, they're like the opposite. The yeah, Callum's at, perspective of aging. Yeah, or like they're like the opposite of her. Um, her like you can see it's meant to be like the um, the like turning point from like the end of her innocence or whatever. Um, and then the bit where the, where you see the uh, the 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 boys kissing in the um when she's just like walking past on that random street oh yeah it was pretty interesting um because you see her like older with a wife and everything Mm. um so i feel like the her interactions with the the teenagers are meant to be like slightly like scary and stressful but also like um instructing her on how to grow up and everything was i imagining this was there a baby cry at one point Yeah, Yeah. yeah i thought that was really interesting just representing a cycle yeah. I'm just so concerned the same thing is happening. I, yeah, there was a bit on the TV trips that was like, um, is she bi or, or did, or like, is the fact that like she didn't like kissing Callum? Um, you mean 40? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I hope she's not kissing Callum. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, kissing boy was gross though. <laughs> that is it was so loud. Oh, yeah, it was so loud. It like too like. Up the sound effects. Also, I there's almost no chance you know this, but there was like a weird hissing noise early on in the film when when he was taking off her shoe. It was like it was sand falling out, wasn't it? It was. It was really weird. I guess it could be, but we didn't see any sand in it. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it was strange. Um, but okay. Um, any (laughs) any other? What was the point of that? I I was just wondering if if it was like um. Remember a specific sound. <laughs> if it was like something to do with the film, like the, the, the sound designers were paid by the sound effect. One last <laughs> thing I wanted to bring up was a very particular scene because I think it summarized like my viewpoint of the movie, which is very near the beginning 
it's when Sophie, I think it's one of the first times she's like the racing game with the boy. And she is sat in the middle of Callum on one side and boy on the other. And she's keeping track of the game in front of her, her interactions with the boy, and then constantly overlooking at Callum to make sure that he's not doing anything as well. And it's just, she's got so many things going on at once and she's actively managing her dad behind her and then also interacting with this boy and then also concentrating on the game. And mm. I just thought specifically her glancing back at Callum and like having another interaction with Callum at the same time was just very indicative of like their relationship and the fact that she is a parental unit in this and managing his emotions as well as being yeah, it was quite it was it was quite a good way of of blending it being a uh, like a coming of age story and also being a story about her dad and his depression and everything and also her having to look after her dad without it being specifically one of those stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked how I liked how it was a blend. The carpets mm. in her apartment in the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. Do you think the future is is twenty twenty two or whatever? I don't know. If we can narrow down the date and we know what the carpet looks like, then we might be able to go back in time and find her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> we might be able to go back and save him. You ready, boys? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not going that far back. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem here. Not the fact we're time traveling. The fact we can't go back far enough. Okay, Re- Rex and, and wrap up. Um, I give this movie uh, 2.5 beaches out of 10 and a half drownings. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Speaking of which, did anyone else spend the whole, the whole film paranoid that she was going to drown? I in thought that he yeah, was going to drown himself did, yeah, yeah, down in the yeah. ocean. Like Maybe the bit where she was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm good enough at swimming for this. And then you see her in the pool, like underwater. <laughs> Cut through. There's another discussion to be had about water's place in this movie, but we don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that more when we get onto our, our inevitable Bojack episode. Only. Um, no, you're depressing me now. No, no, no. Stop. I wish I could have known about you from halfway down. Shut up! Is that not something to say in jest? Um, okay. Um, oh Bojack there is no other side <laughs> this is it <laughs> see you real soon <laughs> that, 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 that's all folks my favourite my, fa- <laughs> my favourite scene in Bojack Orphan was when Bojack Horseman Bojack said Orphan. I, in Bojack Horseman when Bojack said I'm tired of Bojacking around and then horsing around all over the place <laughs> My favourite bit was he said, it's Bojack in time. <laughs> Is that an old meme now? <laughs> and then he turned into a horse and ran away. <laughs> um, do we do this? Okay, Rex, Rex. Um, you want to go? <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'd recommend. I don't really have a record mind. I'm happy to, to end this one without Rex. Oh, um, I guess I'd recommend Ladybird. And Cat Noir? No. <laughs> oh, Ladybird wait, wait. by Greta Gerwig. <laughs> I know what I recommend. When I searched up After Sun on um, Paramount Plus, <laughs> <laughs> um, there was this movie that came up. 
<laughs> that was that was like like three girls like tell stories about like some murder or something and I and I wanted to watch it and I looked it up and I was like but there was this other after sun that was like girl comes to terms with blah 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 and I was like oh okay Jazz definitely wants us to watch this one but <laughs> my wreck is the three girls and the murderer after sun <laughs> okay my wreck is Lady Bird and Little Woman, which are both Greta Gerwig movies, starring Saoirse Roland. Saoirse Roland. People normally have trouble with her first name, but I can't pronounce her second name. Um, they're they've both got that kind of drifting kind of quality to them, like piece, like you know, like piece of someone's life. Um, uh, slice of life. That's the phrase I'm looking for. And um, Little Woman deals with memories in a kind of similar way to After Sun. Um, I think it was also shot on film. I would 100% recommend this movie. The first time when I was watching it, I was a bit like, this is a bit odd. But the more I thought about it, this is like, it's so deep in just the way you can like analyze it and then look into it. And I almost like, instead of watching it on two times speed, I almost wanted to turn it to half speed. Oh, wow. And just so I can like unpick it. Because even in like the literature they're reading is a reference to the plot analysis and the music lyrics. So like, significant to what's happening i sorry i forgot to mention use of the song under pressure yeah love that song <laughs> much one of my favorite songs whenever i see it in the movie like the tears like start coming it also felt like a reference to the water though so under under pressure because like oh diving, sure yeah 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 i don't know that's something to illumination must have the rights to it because it's in both the minions trailer and Sing one, yeah, in, in Sing One. Trailer music has different copyrights to film music. Oh, does it? Okay. Well, also, I would like to say on air, I don't think I've ever said it, but Sing Two is a beautiful movie. I should go into it next episode, um, just as a tangent. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> have I never talked about Sing Two? Sing Two is, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've spoken about it. <laughs> no, it's okay, we won't. Um, but we will, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next, next time. Okay, Hanma. Um, Oh, it felt it felt like way more true to life than a lot of other films I'd seen. Like when I when I'm thinking of a of a recommendation and I try and think of of similar stories and stuff, I'm like, oh wait, that happened in real life. Um, wow! But, Ooh, what a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, no, and like the 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 dialogue and everything was um was very naturalistic and so is that robbed acting. from your life <laughs> it's aggressively human the movie like i've been like i've been there i don't think i've ever related so hard to the protagonist wow as i have to sophie i was just like oh i have this memory like i have a very specific version of the same memories um yeah Do you, you realize you're gonna get our hundreds of thousands of fans like aggressively pulling through the movie trying to to figure out <laughs> who i am <laughs> like cross-pollinate cross-pollinating cross-referencing cross-referencing <laughs> with previous things you've said to try and oh. <laughs> cross-contamination <laughs> they just <laughs> pollinating is just another form of something else space it is isn't it we um, have a dating app for our fans it's at what would, what would it be called currently um, unmated <laughs> no that sounds so animalistic <laughs> it's why it's good <laughs> So the the one thing I'd say against this film though was like for for a film that's shot on film and so and like they've gone through all this effort to shoot on film and like it's a kid actor so you can only film them for four hours a day, um and the filming is like very hard on film. It didn't it wasn't like amazingly 
um, beautifully coloured. Apart from the ones of the sea were very nice, but the rest of it, it, it was like, it was like fine. If you know what I mean. I um, disagree. Um, there is a specific camera company in Germany, which um, I've forgotten the name of, but their entire thing is these beautifully handmade cameras. That their main quality is that all of the colours are act like exactly accurate to life, even in raw file. Um, so a digital camera company. They do digital and film. But surely the colours of being true to life would be more of a, a thing of the the film and the filters than the camera itself. Because the camera's just like no, a No, it's mechanism. to do with like the light sensor as well. Oh, right. With the digital. But like that's their thing, is that like the colours are true to life. So I think there is, that was a tangent, but there is a bit of value in colour accurate colour grading. As in like, it, I think it was gorgeous, not because like the colours were like very rich, but because it felt so realistic. Like the film gave it the effect of a memory purely through like slight grain and maybe like a little bit of a yellowish tinge, but it didn't distort the memory in any way. Like it wasn't a rose coloured look back on her life. It was a very, here is what happened. How do we reflect on this? Okay. Okay. So your, your opinions on the colour and whether you liked it are based on it being in film and making the best of the opportunity. Yours is based on fancy German colours. I like the colours because I have good eyes. I have above average colour seeing ability. And I thought it was pretty. You wear glasses. <laughs> Not often. Were you wearing them when you watched this film? No. Kason. He doesn't need to. His, his colour sensing is so good exactly. that he takes off his glasses he to watch film. Glasses, That's what I want to appreciate, the colours. And it just becomes a coloury blur. You know what's really so he can only appreciate the <laughs> when I When I meditated a lot, like... My appreciation. Uh, I, I I used to meditate. My appreciation of colors like went up. Like I just like look around and like stuff would be like more vibrant and like super pretty and gorgeous. It just sounds like you were a mushroom. Uh, no, no, no. I, was, I wasn't. I wasn't. I can't. Yeah, can't explain. But like, yeah, like just like change my perception of like colors and everything. Like, like, oh my god. Yeah, like aggressively like beautiful to look at. Um, everything. Um, oh and on god. that note. Um. Thank you for this. Thank you for listening to a currently unnamed film podcast. I've been Jessica. I've been Hanma. I've been Space. And this was also a very human discussion with real people. See you next time. Thank you.